Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited for this episode on why couples don't want more kids. A little controversial today. Yeah. It is a little bit of a controversial topic, but we're excited to be vulnerable with you. We're going to share with you a little bit of our story later, mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of people might assume that we always set out to have eight kids. Yeah, no. I was two kids and done was my vision. Yeah, and we don't come from big families. No. And actually, I, d- I don't ever remember being around a large family no. ever. Nope. Didn't, no, no. I and thought so, the, that was a little bit strange, actually. Yep. Okay. So we'll get into that more later. But we're excited to dig into this topic with you guys. Super relevant to what is going on in society today. Yeah. Isaac, maybe you want to share a little bit about that because something just happened in New York. Oh, just crazy that they passed a law, the governor there, that uh, women can have an abortion up to uh, the birth date, which is a tragedy. I mean, all abortions are a tragedy, but this just has all kinds of implications with it. And the spirit of the leaders over there is horrible, lighting up the, you know, the building with, with a pink, uh, you know, top to it and so forth. A parade, I think, yesterday uh, celebrating that people Abortion. can have abortions. Celebrating just demonic, babies. demonic looking stuff. So you can look it up online. But that is just horrible. Now, as a reminder that we are not to fear the world no. and we're not to implant fear in our kids. We do not prescribe or subscribe to fear-based parenting at all Um, because God says to fear him only and our kids should anticipate launching into the world so they should understand what's going on but be equipped and so that's really that's right and so today we want to share with you another ministry that is what we think is like-minded and it was started by a 15-year-old That's girl, and we love that because she's such a great example to oh, our yeah. teenagers about living on purpose and being pro-life, because this is a pro-life movement. So her name is Lila Rose. You can look her up on Instagram and YouTube, but go to her website, which is liveaction.org. She has created an um, abortion awareness pro-life movement Mm -hmm. and it's just inspiring she has t-shirts and so forth to help people bring awareness and encourage pro-life but so we thought that we would just give her a little plug go check her out she's just really a good example for young people yeah and we can be pro-life but are we pro-life in our family planning too so that's that's right that's part of why we thought these two would go together is because it's one thing to be pro-life in your beliefs and your political opinions and another to be living pro-life which can be a little bit harder i know that for us as we've had children we've experienced judgment from people um who are like you're having another yeah right and we'll get into all those reasons why people don't want to have any more kids maybe we should um talk a little bit about the podcast and how exciting that's been oh it's been amazing uh 23,000 downloads or something great first month 
really one month, over 20,000 downloads and yeah. 280 some reviews, almost all five stars, amazing uh, comments, and we just appreciate it. And so it really, it, it doesn't help us personally, but it yeah. helps the movement get out there for courageous parenting. And our vision is to impact one million families and their legacies. We feel like God has pressed this on our hearts and we're being obedient despite lots of challenges and potential oh, yeah. obstacles and we're we're committed and so would you hit the stars all you have to do is hit it and it goes to five stars and that really helps it get just out a there. little tap the little tap and if you give us a review too and share it that would be fantastic but why don't you kick it off Ange, with this very important question okay so we have a really important question that we want to ask you and we'll end with it as well but if you have a journal please take notes on this we're not going to give you the answer do you believe God is the creator or do you believe you are the creator of your children? That's a good question. So let's dive in. So here's, we're going to give you nine reasons very efficiently today on why couples don't want more kids. Maybe I should just read them off really quick so that if someone's taking notes, there they can go. just hear them all Organize. and then we'll go back to number one. So number one is finances. Number two is health. Number three is husbands are not supportive. Four, postpartum challenges. Number five is selfishness. Six, insecurities. Number seven is short-term thinking. Eight, quality versus quantity. Number nine is judgment from others because of having a large family. I like that. That's really good. Let's dive into finances. So this is not in order. However, this could be the most pressing reason people decide not to have more kids. They choose lifestyle over God's blessings. What are God's blessings anyways in the Bible? Is it just making tons of money and living freedom and doing everything that we want to do? Not that there's anything wrong with those things. Mm -hmm. Or does God talk more about godly things like children are a blessing? Yeah, actually, his word does say that children are a blessing. But in here, it doesn't actually say that like a nice house is um, <laughs> a, a worthy blessing like how he describes children. Yeah, it says uh, in Psalm 127.3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has a quiver full of them, to take that arrow analogy further. So very, very cool. Uh, one of the greatest ways that you can have impact in the world is through having children and raising them correctly. You know, it's interesting. So it says children are a heritage a heritage is a blessing and inheritance. Yeah. Like if anyone's ever received an inheritance from their family, they're like, wow, this is really a gift. Mm -hmm. This is a blessing and um, and an undeserving one. And it's free and it's like amazing, right? Yeah. But how many times do we as Christians ask God to bless us for other things like finances, a yeah. new car, um, a vacation if you haven't had one, a better job, um, but we're not willing to accept a baby or a child, which God's word clearly says is an amazing blessing from him. So that that's kind of it's kind of interesting. It can be kind of a convicting thing. And are we supposed to trust God or not? I mean, I remember a time real quickly. We had six kids already. 
right? Yep, six kids. Right. And then I was running a business that I went all in on financially. That's a whole nother story. And we, it was facing the possibility of failure mm-hmm. and catastrophic financial loss for us after doing very well financially early on. It was on. very foolish. Very foolish. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found out we were pregnant with Solomon. And it had been five years since uh, Angie was pregnant. And so... Uh, obviously that was a huge blessing but at the same time I'll be a little honest with the financial challenges of the time I had a little bit of a struggle in my heart for a moment and then it swung back to no this is God's blessing this is amazing he I trust you God and he will help us figure it out and you know what happened after that we lost the business lost everything financially and we stayed in complete trust of God, and He completely took care of our family. Of and honestly, our spiritual growth as a family was so profound during that season. While I would never wish what we walked through to to go anyone to go through that, yeah. it was the best thing for our family as far as spiritual growth, trusting God. And Solomon faith. was such a joy that we needed. He God was. knew we yeah. needed his joyous heart mm-hmm. and exuberant spirit and to bring us all together uh, on a, so with true. a baby. And that's still the case. If any of you have walked through a trial and you've had a toddler that can just smile at you with those unworried, joyful smiles, you know what we're talking about. He really brought so much joy in a time that could have been worry, fear, dread. And, so, and he was in accountability. I know that at least for me, it was an accountability yeah. having him there that I so that I wouldn't create fear in him. I would look at his little face and go, Angie, get a grip. When you're walking through this, you need to be strong for him. Yeah. And so there there was a lot that was really good. Going Are we gonna that. trust God with our finances or not? Who gives you the finances anyways? Is it God's money or is it your money? So that's a whole nother topic. We have a whole podcast on that someday. But number two, health, mm. pregnancy, postpartum, challenges with your wife. And men, you are in charge. You know, you you do need to protect your wives. Yes. But we need to not make health an excuse also for not having more kids. Like the what ifs of health is what you mean, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between... Um, being in fear of the what ifs could happen to your wife and not wanting to to have any more babies and the realities and you guys you know I'll just put it out there men they've got a big weight on their shoulders because not only do they need to provide for their family Mm because the Bible does say Mm -hmm. that it's worse for a man to be not providing for his family than for an unbeliever so that's kind of a big deal so if finances were a big issue then it it causes you to have to grow up and and work harder become you know become that man that god believes you can be but also you're a protector so mm-hmm. provider protector mm-hmm. and you have the bible does say that a man is to love his wife as if it was his own body but not in so, fear but not in fear of the world that's right we're supposed to fear god and if a baby is a blessing from god Again, to the first question, do you believe you are creating the baby or God is giving you a baby? Mm -hmm. So an aspect that women struggle with, I think, for health, which is the second point, is, you know, autoimmune diseases are huge and they're just rampant in our society. Um, I think that people just know more about them now. I think that they probably existed before, although it is worse today. I even have one. But... um, and they do flare up when you have hormones going up and down. But that's why it's so important to get educated so that you can actually live through the the stress on your body of pregnancy and postpartum and childbirth and come out on the other side healthy and whole and able to take care of your family. But it's going to take 
knowing your body, knowing yourself, getting educated, and taking your health seriously. So, Ange, eight kids, naturally. Um, Yep. It must be easy for you. Okay, so he's saying this because, (laughs) you guys, when we were on our RV trip, (laughs) we took the kids for a three-month RV trip around the U.S., and we got this so much. So many times people would be like, oh, pregnancy should must be easy for you. Oh, childbirth, is that easy for you? Have you had them all yourself naturally? Like, you? It was actually very difficult. Yeah, and so it was. The pregnancy, I had hypermesis gravidarum, which is HG, the excessive vomiting. Bed Um, rest for four months at times happened before. Yeah, my back was out. I was in the hospital for three weeks, paralyzed from the waist down because the violent vomiting was so intense that it threw my back out. And um, And then when your miscarriage, uh, after Solomon, uh, you lost over half your blood and almost died. That's right. And then we recently had Eli. Yeah. We will share those kinds of things more in another podcast, possibly. But I'm just saying this to make a point. I'm not a saint, and I am human. And I experienced a lot of pain through pregnancies, but I still had joy for Mm. what was going to come. And the one thing that I tell women when I do share with them that, no, actually, it was really severe for me, and I got my first cavities because of all of the acidic vomiting and... You know, I could just go on and on and on, but this is the deal. Nine months is a short time to sacrifice Mm. for another person's entire eternity. It's and it's not just their eternity, it's also their legacy. Which is your legacy. Mm -hmm. And so to have that perspective helps you get through the everyday. It does. It helps you get through the everyday, but there are other things that help you get through the other day too, like having a supportive husband, things like that. So let's go into that. So number three is husbands not supportive. If husbands, if you're not taking care of your wife, if you're selfish, if you're not helping with other kids, Mm -hmm. she may silently in her heart go, we can't handle more kids. My husband can't handle more kids. I can't handle more kids because he's not helping me or I'm the only one parenting. And that might come out as we, I think we should stop. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think you should communicate openly about it, but I think a lot of times that may not happen mm-hmm. because you might be scared of a fight or something like that. But be candid with each other because that's how we grow as married couples. Mm-hmm. And so husbands, you've got to be supportive. If you're not supportive, you may be sacrificing your legacy. Rise up and be supportive of your most important person in your life. Okay. Number four is postpartum. Postpartum is a huge reason why people don't want to have any more kids. Um, I've heard from women who desperately want to have another child, and Mm -hmm. they've gone through postpartum depression themselves, but their husbands don't want them to have another baby because of how hard postpartum was for their wife, and they fear that they would fall back into the postpartum depression or the postpartum anxiety, the postpartum stress. And they're like, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to, I'm protecting my wife. But let's, is it, is it protecting your wife? Yeah, that's part of it. But it also could be your own selfishness. It could be their aspects of it. Wow. She doesn't want to, you know, have sex. She doesn't want to do these different things, which um, there are a lot of issues, which is number five, which is selfishness, which is, you know, sleep deprivation. I have to take care of the kids more. My career's not progressing the same way during this period of time. There's all kinds of reasons men could become selfish um, and yes, also caring about their wife. But let's really analyze the real reasons. Right. And it's not just the men that are being selfish. I mean, a lot of women also, like, they struggle with the commitment that it's going to take when they 
have a baby because if you're a purposeful parent, the reality is, is it's going to take you 18 years to raise this child and you never stop being a mom. I mean, we have a child yeah. who our, our oldest daughter is 18 and a half. She's in college and you never stop being a mom. You never stop being a dad. Um, you're always going to have that, which is awesome, actually. Yeah. But um, when you think about it from that perspective, it might you might decide not to have more kids just because you're like, no, I want to break. I want to be done, which is selfish. I remember the stupidest selfish reasons why I didn't want to have more kids. Are you ready for this? It was so hard to buckle my two kids in the car, and it took forever (laughs) to get anywhere. I didn't know that you thought that way. That's so funny. I mean, it was so stupid, right? And I just remember being this young dad and wanting to get things done and get places. Other little things that I might add onto that. Wow, it's so hard. We can't go to a movie anymore. Or out to eat. We can't go out to eat. Do you remember when we took Kelsey out to eat the first time and she cried? train wreck. So (laughs) I remember, oh, just nicks all these things for my life. Okay, life is... Not Boy, very good. Isaac, you sure have grown a lot because you. you guys know how long it takes to get five and six kids in and out of car seats. There was one time where we had five kids in booster seats and car seats. It literally took 25 minutes to get them all loaded into the SUV. I am SUV. so glad I didn't stay that selfish, immature young man. Mm, I'm glad and, you didn't too. And I think <laughs> that maybe you don't have those same ones. And you're like, yeah, you're crazy, man. What's your deal? Well, what are yours? You know, because you know what? We all have selfishness in us and we don't ever want to make a decision around having another kid or not having another kid if it's a selfish reason. That's one of the rules we made. And we encourage you to make that. Analyze, is this a selfish reason or a biblical reason? That is a good rule. Another good rule to have is to not make the decision during a season when you are struggling with your health or if you're pregnant or your postpartum. Like if you have little children, do not make the decision to stop having kids when you're in that season. And the reason why we say this is because you've got hormones going all over the map. You are sleep deprived, Mm -hmm. exhausted, probably not thinking rationally. um, And you may have regret later in life. And so we just really urge parents to be wise and to be patient in making this decision, there's no reason why you have to make a decision right away. And the other thing for um, career-minded people, entrepreneurs, business people might be listening, have a great job, you want to make progress in the company, is you may see having more children as something that gets in the way of your personal vision for being known and for making an impact in the world. And business growth. And I would say that is the worst reason not to have more kids. Do you want God's blessing on what you're doing? Well, if God is saying that children children. are a blessing and you're saying no to that because you want this other blessing, what kind of message are you sending to your God? And I just think mm-hmm. that it's it's a foolish thing. I think both are completely possible. Uh, family life should help mm-hmm. a man succeed if it's done correctly. And uh, a business life should help a family succeed. And if it's not, you should do something else. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a little short commercial here for the postpartum course. Yes. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I am a doula on the side. And I wrote a book called Redeeming Childbirth. And we also created the very first ever Christian postpartum course and it has 13 teaching videos a 30 page workbook workbook that has a postpartum planning guide in it comes with scripture cards that you can download and keep in your diaper bag Mm -hmm. or purse and it also has prayer audios and it has two-way communication with me through text messaging and i talk about things such as how to heal from mastitis all the other postpartum discomforts that are out there breastfeeding we talk about the spectrum of postpartum anxiety stress 
um, depression, psychosis, um, nutrition, diets, homopathy, herbal remedies, um, essential oils, all the things that you need to know for this season of childbearing so that hopefully you can have a good pregnancy season and a good postpartum season. And the reason why we were motivated to create this postpartum course was because of this reason. This topic, actually. And because it's actually we, over 50% off right now. And CourageousParenting.com. If you hit the menu, you just hit where it says private coaching, uh, parenting coaching slash resources. Mm-hmm. And it's right there. You hit a link and you can get the 50%. I think it's over 50% off yeah, right Yes, 54% off right now. And so um, I just really want to encourage you husbands that if you have a wife that's pregnant or you're thinking about having more kids, this would be a really good thing for you guys to go through. Isaac can actually teaches with me in one of the videos. We do like a 45-minute video on intimacy during postpartum and the pregnancy. One, guys. And we dig into Ephesians 5. I just think that it's a, it's very relevant for what we are talking about yeah. in this particular one because honestly, a lot of people choose not to have kids because of how postpartum is yeah. or how hard pregnancy is. So we want to help you. The selfishness of men around sex is deplorable. And so... Yeah. Right. You, you got to have uh, husbands watch that part that when we talk together right. about intimacy, very, very important. And feel free to message me on Instagram or on Facebook if you have more questions about the postpartum course or the book. You can also find it at CourageousMom.com. So number six is insecurity. And one of the biggest ways men, uh, husbands can create insecure wives and have them not want to have more kids with you is if your eyes are wandering. If you're looking at other women, Adultery. if they don't yes. feel uh, a strong commitment, if they've caught you in pornography, if you're in pornography and they haven't caught you, but they feel undesired because that's what pornography does. It creates mm-hmm. a lack of desire for your for your wife or selfishness during these sensitive times around pregnancy and birth uh, with, you know, it's so sex. true, but also um women who struggle with body image, you know, a lot of that can come because of the issues that their husbands are struggling with, but they also can just have their own issues with body image and Mm -hmm. not want to have kids themselves because of their insecurity regarding their body image. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even like just being a mom, there's a lot of insecurity for just being a mom. I don't like that term. I mentioned that in the last video that that whole concept of, oh, I'm just a mom. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you are, you are a mom. And what you do is valuable and raising babies to be Mm -hmm. good humans that are good citizens that contribute to the kingdom of God and to this world is important. It is one of the most foundational building blocks of society. And so I would just encourage you guys that if you're struggling with insecurities, please be transparent with your husband and with other women in your community because you need to be supported and you need to be validated. And you need to be valued, which are two different things. And on that is, men, do you proactively, on an ongoing basis, validate Mm. the work, the very important work your wife does taking care of your children and raising them up biblically with your help, your leadership, but do you validate her that that is the most important job in the world? Mm. Because if you're not, she is going to look at the world and go, I need to get value outside and go do things and even if it's a financial wash because of childcare and all these things your wife will find a way to get out in the world to be valued by others because you're not giving it to her even if it doesn't even have a financial gain that's right it's so true now it could have a financial gain i'm not saying it wouldn't but even if it does have a financial gain you have to really think about if if that's best for your family and is it just for finances or could you guys shift things and you make more and you validate her because what angie does 
is extraordinary. It is unbelievable. There's going to be a hundred. We're, <laughs> we're probably going to see a hundred Tolpins, Lord willing, all believing and impacting the world before we pass away. Well, that's been your vision for such a long time. I know you're going to think yes. I'm crazy now. Don't give me a bad review because of that one comment. If you do, that lacks integrity. <laughs> so okay, what's number eight? Well, uh, number eight is. Um, is it number eight? Is seven. Short-term oh, thinkers. Yes. Okay, but I'm going to read a scripture on this, being a short-term thinker okay. or a long-term thinker. It's in Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your mm-hmm. wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants. Wait a minute, there was an S on that. So it wasn't just plant, olive plants all <laughs> around your table. Do you want a, are you a small table well, or a I'm big sorry, table? I'm sorry, but even if a husband and a wife are sitting at their table, all around the table, like it, it's definitely meaning potentially again, more than one. But I mean, again, we, there's no judgment if you have one kid no. or if you don't have God, one child. God is the designer. It's yes. just, let's not stop things out of selfishness. Okay. Right. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. And when you fear the Lord, you don't fear the world. The more you fear God, awestruck respect for his authority and control in your life, a good fear versus the dread fear, fear of what people think, the Mm -hmm. world, things like that, two kinds of fear. So this is the good fear who fears the Lord. And the more you fear the Lord with a good fear, the less you fear the world with a bad fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lord bless you out of Zion and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon you. Pretty powerful. Really, really powerful. So short term thinkers are thinking about their career. They're thinking about how much money they have, the next house they're going to have, the car they're going to have and all these things. And I'm not saying it's bad to think to plan and think about these things, but at the cost of what God thinks is a better blessing, it shouldn't be that way. No. And actually, I just want to put this in here. So our family, we have gone through times, we shared this in one of our last podcasts, where God had financially blessed our family. And the kids were growing in the Lord. Gated entry, vineyard, 4,200 square foot house. I mean, we've had that that We had fully remodeled it. Yeah. I mean, it was we were living a very blessed life and our children were blessed. But I remember us having to make like a conscious decision not to spoil them because we did not want them to have an entitled attitude. Yeah. And I remember praying to God, helping, asking him to help me have wisdom and how to raise children that were going to be hard workers and all that. And that was part of why we planted the vineyard and we were very proactive. Yeah. However, walking through this season of financial hardship has been so good for our kids and for them to see that you can continue to trust God with your womb while you're getting out of that, when you're getting out of debt, they've been able to really learn a lot as we've been learning. And to be honest with you, like how many people look at, like you don't know if you're going to go through a hardship down the road. You could have three kids and then five years from now, one of you could get cancer and not have life insurance and die. And there could be all kinds of financial ruin. And you may go, wow, I wish I would have known this. I wouldn't have had those kids. Are, are you serious? Like, no one ever does that, you guys. Like, you can't live in the what ifs. 
Yeah. And you don't even live with the the, the now mm-hmm. in that sense. Instead, everything we have, I mean, we sing this song, Surrender All, in mm-hmm. church all the time. What are we doing going, I surrender all except my womb? <laughs> like, you know, like how... That, that, that doesn't seems, have a good jingle to it. No, it doesn't. So, ex, ex, exponential <laughs> impact. Exponential impact. Are you a person? Are you missionary-minded? Do you want to impact the world? There is no better way to impact the world than having kids and raising them correctly to go influence. Yeah. Look up Jonathan Edwards' legacy. Okay? Oh. He's from the 1700s. Just look it up. Don't tell him too much about it. No, but Isaac <laughs> Isaac teaches on this in the Courageous Parenting course, the pe- the mentor program and it is a phenomenal teaching on legacy it really gives you perspective i'll just put it that way so number eight is quality versus quantity Mm -hmm. the attitude of well i want to really pour into my two kids or three kids and if i have more i won't be able to love them the same way provide for them the same way they all won't be able to have their colleges paid for and things like that right and so i would just say okay there's some worldly truth to that, but are we supposed to look at worldly truth or biblical truth? The biblical truth right. is that he will provide and kids are a blessing. So if you have a math equation, kids are a blessing plus he will provide equals what? It equals if you have more kids, he's going to provide. Where your heart is, there your treasure will also be, right? Or where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. It's really important that we keep our perspective on what God wants us to keep our our eyes on, right? Yeah. We need to be constantly reminding ourselves of that and asking God for blessing, but but not wanting a baby or wanting a child is kind of hypocritical. It doesn't actually make sense in God's economy. Here's another part to it too, is the environmental part. And you might not think of it as an environmental part, but I, I want to contribute to the world, but I don't want to you know take an extra mm. space by bringing another human into the world when there's so many people. Do you know what? There's, there are 8.7 billion people in the world, but you know, we just did a RV trip around for 30 through 34 states and the, there, there is tons a of lot space. of space and resource. Trust yes. me on that. It is unbelievable how much space there is. And the truth of the matter is we are a declining population in the United States now for really the first time ever in the last couple of years. And increasingly, mm-hmm. 1.76 kids uh, is, is... Is the new is U.S. record low. Record low of... Women. That's 1.76 children per woman is what they're saying as far as the fertility rate it's the fertility rate and it takes 2.2 per woman to have a stable economy not a growing economy but a stable economy and what do you mean by stable economy though which is enough people producing to make the economy go so we've got all of these older generation they're getting elderly they have health issues there's costs that are associated with that there's and and it's going to continue to happen because we all just that's how life works we all get old right and then if we're not having enough babies to be able to financially sustain the care of the older people then we have a massive demographic bomb which is what we're talking about here so we're just contributing to the economy over here so uh so number nine is judgment from others because of a large family do you get judged oh yeah are you gonna fear people or are you gonna fear god Plus, if you train up your kids correctly, mm-hmm. they are a blessing to people. They are. It's interesting because that we've gotten the, all the comments, you guys, and I've heard from you, like, how do you do it? You must have a really supportive family and community and blah, blah, blah. And yes, we are blessed by the community that we have here. But I will tell you, we've gotten those comments where it's like, 
you know, family members that'll joke and say, mm-hmm. you should tell your mom and dad how this happens. Yes, totally. And they say that so kind rude. of stuff in front of our children, which let me just say, like, if you've ever said that, I just want to tell you, like, be careful what you're saying in front of other kids because children are a blessing and they can hear you. They yeah. can hear you. And so we need to be the type of people that are, when you were raising our kids, what's one of the things we've said to our kids every time we get out, we're like, let's show people that children are a blessing. And we go into the restaurant and sure enough, people are like, wow, your kids are so obedient and they're yeah. such a blessing. That is so cool. I love, seeing, but we only hear that from the older generations, Isaac. Yeah. And if you believe terrible twos, if you believe in teenagers are hard, if you believe it's it's never going to become a fruitful, amazing experience, then yeah, you're only going to have a kid or two just because you think you're supposed to. Right. And but, you're probably not parenting biblically. But if you, And so it is harder when you don't parent biblically. But if you yeah. start parenting biblically, it actually is like, wow, these become really fun people to be around. And you want to be around them. them. And they're super helpful. It's amazing. Yeah. And not only that, but think about all the refinement that we've walked through having to live biblically with our children. Like it has made us such better people because we are aware of our sin. Like sometimes kids mimic you, right? And so like you see your own sin in them and you have to deal with it. And so it's just a really good life growing spiritual maturing experience to be a mom and And a dad and if you want dads if you want to be a great leader in the marketplace have more kids every kid you have as long as you're parenting diligently makes you a better leader okay so don't take for granted fertility of your youth that was such a great point you made Ange. yeah it was something that we were just talking about earlier because there was a time where when we had like five kids under seven Yes, I said that right. We had five kids, seven and under, where I was overwhelmed. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, if we at this rate, we could have 20 kids if we just had a fully open womb, like Mm -hmm. no, no thinking about it. And it was kind of scary. It was a scary thought to me. But the reality is, is that your fertility, don't take your fertility of your youth for granted, because as you get older, it gets harder to get pregnant. And you potentially can lose a baby. I mean, one in four women have a miscarriage. And so this is definitely the reality of the world that we live in because it's fallen. And so we need to be thankful for the season that we have. And I just wanted to put that out there because an older mom told me that when I was a young mom and it stuck with me all these years. And read Psalm 139, 13 through 16. We'll put it in the show notes. And by the way, the show notes, video and everything's at CourageousParenting.com. If you're listening on iTunes or something, that's great. Give us a great review, Mm -hmm. but it's there. That is a key verse to help you understand that your kids were are God's kids. You're a steward of those kids, and He created them before your mm-hmm. wife was even con- had conceived them. Yes. So it's really important. And the final question challenge to ask on this episode, as you're wrestling with whether or not to have more kids, or you're teaching legacy to your existing kids, even if you're done having kids, is why? Why? Why are you going to stop having kids? Why are you going to continue having kids? And do you believe that God is a creator or that you are? Because that's what we are actually teaching our children by the decisions that we make every day. And not only that, but it reflects on if we're truly trusting God. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. 
Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.